Hello, this is Horachata, and you're listening to Grizzly Kiki. This is a You want fat fish? I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you want to try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel, and Bushwick puts the Met Gala to shame. I'm Robert, and I'm pretty sure it's called a Merkin. (laughs) (laughs) And we're here with Horachata. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. How are y'all doing? We're doing very well. Hot hot here in Queens, because our AC is broken, but you know, surviving. I I know. I know. I mean, it's a it's a white people problem. The AC yeah. in the bedroom is broken. Let's be let's be clear. Let's not lead people down the oh wrong path. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was I was actually just in Europe for a whole month, and it was so hot, and no one believes in AC. No, I know in Europe. I was just like, I don't know how people are doing it. Mm-mm. People die there from that mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know how the queens keep their makeup on. It it really I, just like fascinates me. Yeah, I had to go to the store and buy two fans. And while I was getting ready for the gig, I had two fans in front of my face. I was like, nope. Oh my god, she is. <laughs> she's used to some AC, you right? Know? <laughs> <laughs> How are the audiences out there um, in terms of like receiving all the girls that come out there for Bushwig? Um, it was good. Yeah, everyone everyone loves us. I mean. You know, who wouldn't love some Brooklyn Queens, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, everything was great. Bushwick, Berlin was such a success. Um, Yeah, and we hope to be back there next year. Was that the first time you brought it to Berlin? That was the first official, like, Bushwick thing. Mm -hmm. We've done stuff before. Like, two years ago, we did something with another festival where we had, like, a Bushwick stage. Mm. And then before that, we, me and Simon, the other founder of Bushwick, we mm-hmm. used to throw um, another party before all that. Um, so I've been, yeah, I mean, we've been throwing parties in Europe for like the last, I don't know, like eight years. So wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. the dream. Well, yeah. you travel a lot throughout the year. Like, you know, you're Berlin, LA, you know, throughout many parts of the world. Mm-hmm. 
totally. What is it like for you traveling as much as you do and sharing your drag with all of these different type of people? Like, what what do you find the the reception is to you all over the world? Um, I mean, first of all, I just have to say, um, traveling on your own terms is kind of fabulous because you kind of build your own schedule and stuff. And I was thinking about these Rue girls, how they're just constantly on a plane and on an airplane. You know what I mean? They're just mm-hmm. like, and I was just like, I am so happy I'm not a Rue girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just like was like, I just like couldn't, I, I couldn't even do it. But then, then again, like who and who would and who knows? Maybe I would love that. I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. But getting to travel and getting to meet queens is the best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And networking and stuff. You know. And a lot of queens that come to New York do that. Um, that they've hooked me up with gigs. You know, I get them back. You know, it's just kind of a community thing. I think it's giving back. One of the things that we, when we were doing research for this interview, one of the things we read um, in the article that our friend Richard Villegas did in Remezcla about you, um, he mentioned that Bushwig was going to be going to Mexico City. And I didn't remember, did it actually make it there? So we did an event in Mexico City. It wasn't as like what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of did this, like hosted this, uh, do you know... Um, it's like Carrera the drag. It's this like drag. It's a huge drag competition in Mexico City, and okay. we got to like feature a bunch of some of the girls that we, you know, like Mary went down there, Honolulu, mm-hmm. Charlene. We had some of the girls, but this year I'm actually working. I'm going back to Mexico City because I love Mexico City. Yes, and I am going to be scouting for like spaces and something. Hopefully, in 2019 in November. That's kind of my goal. Is to do a big bushwig down there. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Wait, did I say two? Yeah, 2019. Yeah, I was like, what year is it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what year is it? I don't even know. I like, this is my life. I like plan like years before anything's gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and that's that seems like it's part of you know the success of, of um, basically everything you do is because you're oh, so yeah. you're so professional and. You know, like, look at what you and, you know, along with Babes Trust, Simon, have created. I mean, it's... For sure. You know, like, the largest drag festival in in the world. I mean, you pack, what is it, almost 200 performers into two days? Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, (laughs) I I don't know how you girls do it. I really don't. Like, the logistics must just be insane. It's it's intense. And then there's a lot of girls that have requests. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Okay, I can't get everyone happy, but we'll see what I can do, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's but. like a big old seating <laughs> chart. Those things are always hard to do. Oh, my gosh. Totally. <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule like, okay, you have to move this person. And then you're just constantly doing that for a couple of weeks because you want to make sure it's perfect mm-hmm. and just make sure everything goes really smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but So speaking about Bushwig, it... It started in 2012 at Secret Project Robot, and mm-hmm. about 800 people came. Um, yeah. We were there; it was amazing. And I don't remember how. I think somebody shared the invite, and I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "It has the word wig in it. What is this?" Uh huh. And, <laughs> and when I saw that Azrea was going to be one of the performers, we immediately reached out to them and were like, "Hey, what is this? Mm-hmm. We want to go with you." And we all yeah, went yeah. together. Yeah. That's um, amazing. So like it went from that and, and it's turned now in its seventh year. It's like I said, it's turned into this huge thing. How how did it go from something 
with 800 people and and according to what we read you know was supposed to be just like one night originally how yeah. has bushwick evolved into this like beast that it is today um well you know i just feel like drag in itself is getting very i mean not to like say mainstream but you know drag is getting very big right now and i feel mm-hmm. like not just with bushwick but a lot of even with rupaul drag race and people that are just kind of connecting their life around drag and it's kind of cool to see that you know like we're getting noticed by a lot more people than seven eight years ago you know what mm-hmm. i mean right and i and i like to call it the linda simpson drag explosion because she always uses that <laughs> word and we we are in that kind of era right now where it is a drag explosion like mm-hmm. everyone is a drag queen darling <laughs> everybody and it's just yeah and i wonder if how long it's gonna last and who knows i mean maybe it's just it's here to stay you know what i mean because i feel like because i feel like in the 90s it was kind of kind of just happened like it was like another because i've been to a bunch of her like workshops and stuff and like i've got to see what it was like back in the day and then it kind of like shifted and then it kind of just happened all over again you know yeah um and it's like it's, it's really cool. It's just it's something that's really great and really fun. I mean, I, I hope it never goes away. I look forward yeah. to it every year. Oh, I know. Totally. I mean, I'm always thinking about like, are we going to outgrow the knockdown center? Because that's where can we go after that? Because that's that space is huge. Yeah. Madison Square so, Garden. That's I, I mean, oh. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Or I was telling Simon, we do um Coachella style, two weekends in a row. Oh, oh my God. That sounds can you, great. Can you oh. imagine? <laughs> That'd be amazing. I mean, that would that's the goal. You oh. know. <laughs> Work. I just, I look forward to this every year. And one of my favorite things about Bushwig is that we meet at least like one or two girls that we're just like, wow, I wish I had been following you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like every year it happens. It's like going, yeah. I, I said it when we were talking, we were talking to Miss Toto on the episode <sighs> that came out on Monday. Um, and I said to her, it's like queer summer camp. <laughs> and it's just like, oh yeah. Like last year, the two the two girls that I remember the most are Jupiter Velvet and uh, Neon Calypso. Those are the two that I'm like, yes, we just like fierce, fierce mm -hmm. eyes on them the whole year. And like, I'm just I was curious, are there girl? Was there anyone in the various cities that you've been going to where you've been doing Bushwig? Is there anyone from there that you're like, oh, bitch, I should have I should have known you a long time ago. Um, I mean, it just, oh, that's really hard because I just feel like everyone's, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're saying Neon Calypso and I literally was like, she came on stage and I was like, this bitch just shut it down, mm-hmm. you know? And she is just, she hits the stage and she just gags everyone. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really amazing what, you know, what you've been able to do with Bushwick because I feel like it is... <sighs> It's it's like the most exciting you you create the most exciting environment for drag that there is I think because it is it's every type of queen it is it is truly accepting of yeah. everybody there have been you know comedy queens pageant looking girls alternative queens mm-hmm. drag kings I mean it it is yeah. it's free from you know, from bias and prejudice is what I like to say, because as we yeah. all know, there are other, 
you know, avenues that like to sell, say they celebrate drag, but it's celebrating oh, drag. You don't want to say it outright. Well, I'm last just, year, you know. no, I'll say it. I'll say it. Last year, we had Bushwig to compare next to DragCon. And I was like, oh, yeah, nothing. It doesn't compare. Mm-mm. Like it just, I mean, yeah. please feel free to at me all you no. want, listeners. DragCon, <laughs> DragCon is a shopping mall. Yeah. Dragon totally. is a shopping mall. Bushwig is performance art. And and that's what's yeah. so beautiful about it because You know, because some people it's funny because some people ask me, they're like, Should I go to Dracon? Should I go to Bushwig? And I always, you know, not to throw shade, but I say go to both. <laughs> but let me just tell you, if you want shows, come to Bushwig. If you want to go shopping, mm-hmm. you could go to Dracon. <laughs> you know, it's just and the thing about DragCon is, you know, it's all ages and there's something about Bushwick that keeps it more punk. We are still 21 and up. We are mm-hmm. we'll have like kids, teeny boppers coming to see like the Rue Girls or like other people. Yeah. No shade. I mean, I have nieces, you know, yeah. <laughs> I love. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, speaking of that, I think that it is. See, I'm not one. I, I don't necessarily agree with this, like all ages concept of drag because i think it 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 then forces the the drag artists to edit themselves you know and and you know maybe tone something down and i don't think that you should ever tone it down because of age i think like you know you make maybe make a number that's age appropriate or whatever but i i don't think that all ages is what drag should aim for because it just like that's not that's not the essence of the art form you know, it, yeah. it, it, um, it, uh, it, it's not something that has ever really, um, clicked with me well, the, necessarily. The way I see it to me, there have been two forms of art that I've been paying attention to pretty much my whole life. It's comic, like comedy and drag. And when I was younger, I used to watch comic view and I was way too young to be watching comic <laughs> view. Um, yeah, I remember that. But I wasn't looking for like I would watch stuff like all that and you know like shows that were comedy mm-hmm. for kids and I'm like, yeah, this is cute, but it's not funny. Like Comic View to me was funny. And it's like give me a full like I don't want your decaf coffee version of drag. Give me the full thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. That's how I feel about it. For in sure. my feelings. In my feelings challenge is happening right now on Grizzly <laughs> Kiki. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my god! Um, do you want to talk about uh, your? Should we talk about her origins? Do you want to? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's do Where, it. Um, so tell us what it was like growing up in Texas. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> growing up in Texas. Oh my god. Um, well, my family's from Mexico. Uh, Mexico. Uh, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I was raised Mexicana, Latina. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And then being that different punk girl that was a vegetarian growing up. <laughs> We're and your dad... ahead of the trend. <laughs> oh, girl. And your dad telling you you need to eat meat from eating meat to are you gay or straight? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, it was definitely a moment. Wait, so um, can I ask a question? Does Was it like you're a vegetarian, are you gay? Or were those two... Like it kind of happened. The vegetarian happened first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then who would have known? It was just like the beginnings of me really just being a fucking homo. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had, I, I, I grew up with having, I mean, I had three girlfriends, like two or three girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And I was, I came out to my father when I was 21. So I'm a late, I'm a, I always tell my people, I'm a late bloomer. And 
when I turned 21, that's when I really it took in like the gay clubs and going to like gay things. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know, I was sneaking in to like drag shows when I was 18. I was going to like this this club called the Saint. So I was just I just knew I was just something something. She was gonna be different, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she was testing the waters. She yeah. was looking. And San Antonio is very like Mexico. You're kind of like if you're an alternative, if you're a little bit different, you kind of just don't really belong there. And this is back in the day. I feel like now it's getting now you could live your life if you want to be who you want to be in San mm-hmm. Antonio. Because I go back and I'm like, work, work. I'm seeing a lot of things happening in mm-hmm. that city. Um, so, of course, the thing you do in Texas, San Antonio, you move to Austin. And so I moved to Austin, Texas. And that's when I really started to become this like drag person slash club kid. I was doing my own shows, throwing events. Um, yeah, just throwing drag parties. And then from there, um, I moved to New York. Mm. And yeah. what about New York made you come back and basically, you know, like plant your roots? So I, to make story short, I kind of, I had, uh, oh my God, how can I say this? I got fired pretty much mm-hmm. from all my jobs. I had came to, I, so I came to New York from Austin to visit just for like a week. And literally when I was about to board the plane, I get a phone call and they're like, oh, by the way, you're, you don't have a job when you get back. So don't spend all your money in New York. Wow. So oh. I was like, okay, bitch, like you're going to fire me right when I'm going on vacation. Um, and then after New York, I was going to go to Illinois to visit my ex-boyfriend. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do all, I'm going to just go on my trip. I'm going to not even worry about it. So I do my trip, fell in love with New York. I go see my ex-boyfriend and then I, um, go back to Texas and I'm literally struggling to even eat to make rent. And the one thing I always told myself, I will never move back home no mm. matter what. And no matter, you know, and sometimes you have to and shit. I literally, I moved back home because I just couldn't afford anything. And I, there was no jobs. It was the recession. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you couldn't just work. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until my ex-boyfriend that I still like love him dearly. He bought me my one way ticket to New York. And I said, fuck Texas, get me out of here. I came to New York with like very little money and one duffel bag. Hashtag ex-boyfriend goals. Like, (laughs) look at that. See, these are signs. These are all like, it's proof that like, totally. I I always think of um, uh, Salma Hayek in When Fools Rush In for some reason. Anytime I think of a sign, because she sees all those people in New York. And I really think like it's um, and as somebody who's had kind of signs thrown at them lately and has just kind of like jumped at them, which I think you have to do sometimes. It sounds like it was all just like being like laid in front of you, you know, like for sure. I like never thought in a million years, like I'm going to move to New York and become a queen. Like I never thought of that. Like Mm -hmm. I moved to New York because I had nowhere else to go and I fucking different and I moved here and I just made it work, you know? I mean, and now look, it's, Mm -hmm. I know it's fucking, this is crazy. And that's why I'm so thankful for like everything. And like, I'm just, just so blessed to have like so much good family supports me and my community and all my friends and the people that were there in the beginning, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great that you found yourself, 
you know, a great, um, a, a, a really great drag fam- family and community. And it's one of the things that we've always loved about, you know, like Brooklyn drag in particular is that it, it has kind of formed this like um, united front, you know, kind of against yeah. all odds because everybody's doing something a little different. Nobody's identical. And, totally. you know, queens always have their like differences and we've all seen it on social media but at the end of the day you're all kind of working toward the same goal you know Mm -hmm. and and that's what's so important and it it is amazing that you found yourself here at that perfect moment and have like put the horachara you know stamp on all of this i i think that's amazing and like when there's like new queens that come into the scene i'm just like i will help them whatever they need because it's like i've been there you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean, and and all that just comes back, you know, being supportive and kind. It sure. it pays so much more, you know, than not yeah. being so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, we're gonna talk more about Bushwig. So oh. <laughs> stick around; we'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. And we're back with Horachata, and we're going to talk more about Bushwig. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing that we wanted to talk to you about was your performance of Hyper Ballad last year at Bushwig, which was so moving. Um, Thank you. What inspired that number and the like, the balls, the big, big huge <laughs> beach, beach balls? I don't even know what to call them. It was <laughs> they were just uh, they were uh, like. 35-inch big-ass balloons with confetti in them. Okay, so I stole that idea from Coldplay. (laughs) 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 So, um, yeah, so when I used to live in Austin, I saw Coldplay once, and they let go whenever they played that song Yellow. Mm. They let go so many balloons and threw confetti in there, and I just, that just, that show, even, I don't listen to Coldplay anymore, clearly. But that show, (laughs) (laughs) that show, no shade, no shade. That was when I was like, vegetarian little girl. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) So that show just kind of stuck to my head. And I try to like, it's so hard doing like, so many people have backup dancers and doing this and doing that. And with planning Bushwig, I really can't plan to do these like moments, you know? So Mm -hmm. I try to do something with, what I got, you know, and something that I know. And, you know, growing up with my, I was always around balloons. My, my dad was a clown. Like I grew up with a clown. So it's like, I always had freaking balloons in my, in my life. So I just thought of this idea and I was just like, let's throw like 50 big ass balloons with confetti in them. And, and just, and then of course, Bjork, like I'm just, she's an icon and she's amazing. So I love her so much. Uh, yeah, not, you know, this is just art, darling. Just, she's doing little art, you yeah. know, and it was such an appropriate visual because, you know, I love that song. So as soon as I heard it, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't think we were near the stage when I heard it. And I was like, yeah, mm. we saw it start because we were backstage and we saw the ball, like the balloons, like the yeah, shadow. Yeah, yeah. And then we ran from from backstage and saw the rest of the performance. Yeah. So, so and, my memory thought, of it is that I like love. I was in it. 
I was working. Yeah. You were there. I saw you. I was on stage with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just wanted to do something different because I feel like I do a lot of like either like Latin or like some, I don't know. I just wanted to do something really like cool and different. And mm-hmm. I did my help. My friend helped me do the visuals and I had this like crazy mask and yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a headpiece and it was like the. There was a spiky headpiece. Yeah. It was all, all of the visuals were very, um, they were reflective of Bjork, not just like as an artist, but specifically mm-hmm. to that, whatever era she was in when you did that number, mm-hmm. like it yeah, matched, totally. which was cool. Yeah. Like yeah. really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask about your dad being a clown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my, I grew up with my dad being, uh, yeah, my dad's a clown. What was that like? <clears throat> Um, it was fun at sometimes, but then uh, sometimes it wasn't fun because he would put me in as, as a clown and come help him do shit. <laughs> so I was, I would get so embarrassed, but, um, it was totally fine. My mom would paint my dad and I would go with my dad to all his shows and I would blow up all his balloons cause he did a magic show and then he did animal balloons. So that was kind of my job for the, like, I did that for like 10 years. I don't even know. Oh my God. Yeah. And then there was some times where he couldn't be at this like furniture place where they're like just opening, but they want a clown. They'll send me girl. They'll send me. Oh my God. <laughs> and how old but, you are know, you? She was, so, so she's been making coins, honey, for a while now. <laughs> girl, I mean, enough for nothing, but you know, the balloons, the paint. Oh, yeah, so like the hyper ballad was just kind of full circle then. Just yeah. like on a bigger and I don't scale. Know you noticed last year, like all the balloons hanging down and like all the like insulation, like that's all me. I, I go, I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and I decorate all of that. Cause I, my family is in like a party event planners. So it's like kind of in the blood, you know what I mean? Oh my God. It was meant to be. My, yeah. My mom's a wedding planner and my dad's a balloon. And we used to decorate quinceañeras. We used to decorate weddings. We did everything. Wow. I mean, yeah. no wonder. That's all I have to yeah. say. Like, it just, it's all, it's like all laid out. That's uh-huh. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. um, we were also curious about um, the, like, you you do, uh, you do embrace your Latinx roots, I guess we're calling them now. For sure. Um, in your drag. And, and it's reflected in your performance. And, um, and I was curious about... Um, like does that come naturally do you do you like think about that are there like particular references um i feel like it's a natural thing (laughs) you know because i just have to say it's like my first so when i when i did my first performance ever in brooklyn they were like they needed a show whatever and they found out that i did dragon austin and this was even the first time someone even like clocked me i was a drag queen because i originally i wasn't going to be a drag queen in new york and i wanted to be a, a stylist <laughs> um but that didn't that didn't work <laughs> so i was like i'll go the drag route whatever <laughs> but uh so my first number in brooklyn was selena so you know what i mean it's just like it's just kind of part of me i guess <laughs> and that's kind of what i've kept up with like i do so many selena numbers mm-hmm. like she like my number one favorite girl mm-hmm. and we can yeah. tell you had that um that uh like selena airbrushed uh dress one year in the bushwick photo which is still just so iconic mm-hmm. oh i think God, it was from yeah. like 2015 maybe yeah. um did you know i threw a party this year for a selena tribute party and 
they I almost got sued by the Selena inc- whatever corporation. I remember that because of the <laughs> what, like right was it like the name or something I like used they were the logo. I used her logo for my event. Mm-hmm. Ugh. All these people just suing everybody instead of embracing but, things. And I and I told them I was like I was in the movie. Can I at least have the fucking logo? And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was an extra in the movie. And what? they're still like, doesn't, they're like, doesn't matter. You were in the movie. You still have to take it down. <laughs> Hold on. You were in the movie. You were yes. in my, my favorite movie. I was movie. an extra in Salida. Yes, honey. <laughs> that is my fame right there, darling. I like to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not right. They like, <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. They should have been like, oh, okay. Okay. And I didn't get paid for the gig. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. See, like, no. They gave me Subway. They gave me Subway. That was my mm. payment. <laughs> it's not enough. See, they should have been like, just here, sign this licensing form and you yeah. can use it. Like you're doing, you're doing Selena's work, you know, exactly. like you're honoring her. So. And, sh- and she was just telling me that like her job is to go on social media and find everyone using the logo and she just like tells people to take them down or they're gonna get sued Mm, like there's one it's so crazy that it's like her job Mm -hmm. these ip holders intellectual i just assumed it was ab ab was like oh my uh, right no (laughs) not today he needs to come to bushwick that'll change uh change his whole perspective on everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) it needs to happen um the reason i asked you about that about uh the having your Latinx roots uh, reflected in your drag is because I'm so my family is Chilean and Mm. I grew up listening to a lot of Spanish music, but it was from other culture. I mean, it seemed to me to be from other cultures because we didn't have, unfortunately, the Chilean music that I knew of was not interesting to me. So I grew up listening to like Thalia and, um, you know, like reggaeton artists like uh, Wisini Yandel and and Daddy Yankee and all that stuff. And so I always feel like I'm borrowing when Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I would love like I have a mix that I made a long time ago to Aquel Importa um with with um i don't know what show it is but that woman niurka when she has that blow up it's like um it's kind of like lip sync battle but it was like the original lip sync Mm -hmm. battle and she has this blow up at one of the contestants and um so it's like that all mixed together and i'm just like i don't know it feels weird to me but at the same time i have a connection to it because i have nostalgia to that song and like all that yeah See, I, yeah. I grew up with Julio Iglesias and Camilo Sesto, which I can't really do anything with in drag or otherwise. So yeah. I I rely on like glam rock and, and 70s Didn't music. Didn't you all also have Gloria Estefan? <laughs> no, I have one Gloria what? Estefan album. That's it. Oh my God. <laughs> I knew who she was, obviously, because my my aunts would go like clubbing to the Copacabana and you oh know like God. dance to everything the Miami Sound Machine and Gloria Estefan put out. But like my mother, who was the big influence, she was more into like glam rock and rock and roll and like, you know, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac and all of that. And so like those are my references. Mm -hmm. But but I still, you know, like I'm I don't know. I'm I'm not terribly like Hispanic when it comes to my drag or artistic expressions. I just channel my mother. So I think that's good. But I love it. Well, in San Antonio, we Mm -hmm. have Tejano. I don't know. Are you familiar with Tejano? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have like Emilio Novaira, you know, like Tropa F, like all these, like, <laughs> I don't know, it's so weird. Like, yeah. 
Antonio. But I know. always say, I always tell people, San Antonio is has its own like language. It has its own everything. I just feel like it's just a mix of Mexican and San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so as a DJ, we have a we have a question. As a DJ, okay, um, yep. we wanted to know if there was anything that you. Like we're audiophiles, so we're always looking for like the new thing. Um, is there anything that we should be listening to right now? Oh my god! Right now, there's so much. I mean, I'm obsessed with a lot of uh, like reggaeton. I mean, a lot of just like anything that's like Latin music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. What do I have in my like? Is there a specific song oh. that you're like, not a lot of people know about this, so I'm excited to play this at my next gig? So there's Mojores. It's called Mojores, and it's by Becky G and Bad Bunny. Okay. You should write that down, and it's, like, super fierce, and it's very, like, you just want to grind up on someone, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Written down. I remember Becky G. My sister had her as her ringtone at one point. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I forget what song. And then Bad Bunny is just like, he's so hot. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God, wasn't I, he? I think, Bad Bunny's and I like gay. it. Oh, oh, he's so hot. He really is. Yeah. Oh. He's always wearing pink and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> I love that ambiguity though. Like, yeah. it just makes it even better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is it an ambiguity? What does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't, listen, mean? if somebody is not outright saying something, I don't think one should assume yeah. So, you know, pink is just like a really like it's a bright color. I know. But I'm just saying, you know, we and, like we've learned to associate it with certain things. And I just think a man in pink is really hot. I agree. <laughs> Some people. Yeah, it's, that's we're, all, we're all animals. But right? especially against like brown Latin skin, the pink, it's just beautiful. OK, that's my opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying we're all animals. And when we put on clothing, the thing that sets us apart is the way that it is received with other people's eyes. And so some of us want to be peacocks and some of us don't. Maybe that gentleman wanted to be a peacock. Oh, you never know. <laughs> my peacock. Cock, cock. Oh my God. <laughs> Yuck. I didn't want to take it in that direction. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm having a little mess, Cal, so it's fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Go ahead. You. Was I? Wait a minute, because now I don't know where you're going with that. Where are going with what? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you think I have some evil plan? I don't know that girl. I haven't shared with you. Um, I, I started thinking about that man in pink, and it distracted me. I can't oh, handle God. it. Um, <laughs> you distracted me, Hordechata. I just went everywhere. Um, oh my God. <laughs> so sorry about that. No, it's fine. Um, well, you know, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I feel like I haven't DJed it. So I throw a party. Yes, Mama. It's like a Latin party. Um, I'm excited just to even just DJ because I have not DJed there for two months because I've been gigging and traveling. So I'm excited to be back with my my girls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to this Saturday um, for Yes, Mama. Mm. Um, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So this Saturday is Wigstock. I'll be attending as well. Oh my God, you're right. It's coming back. Yeah. For all these years. That's incredible. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to know what you're excited to see at Bushwick this year. What am I excited? What, to what, who, like, what have you got in store for us? Ooh. Oh my goodness. There's so much things that's going to be really good. <laughs> I would say what I'm going to do for my performance, but 
I don't want to give everything away, you know. Okay. Um, you know who I'm excited to see, and she hasn't been on the stage for a couple years, is Aja. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's been doing her drag race thing, and, you know, she's finally she's finally coming home. You're right. So, yeah. I'm excited to see her. Oh. And, of course, Sasha Valore is on Sunday night. Can't wait to see her. Oh. And then... Um, I'm excited to see what Neon's going to do. Neon Calypso, girl. That's what I'm excited to see. Ugh, <laughs> I can't wait. She's going to kill it. She's going to... I mean, she's just fucking brilliant. Um, I'm excited to see what Miss Jade's going to do. Um, I love me Miss Jade, too. She's, she's a fierce fucking performer as well. She's the best. Mm. Uh, Boule Brothers are coming. That should be really cool. My 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 bros. <laughs> I love them so much. They're like sweethearts. They... Everyone always are like too scared of them, and I'm like, no, they're like actually really, really sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the makeup that's scary. That's all. It's just it's the costume. I know. <laughs> um, and speaking of brothers, we want to know if your brothers are coming back because, girl, those tacos were oh. amazing. <laughs> they actually are coming back. Yes, yes, they will be here. They're so excited to be back. I love them so much. Oh. Seriously, if you're at Bushwick, you need to eat the tacos because they're yeah, fucking good. They yes. were just like, it was just, I mean, they're amazing. All the food's great. Like, I mean, that's also the other thing. It's like, it's a it's a drag festival and drag queens don't normally eat <laughs> in well, drag. Well, well, it's funny because my brothers just opened a taco truck in San Antonio. I'm really proud of them. That's like kind of cool, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm like so proud of them. And um they're bringing my nieces but of course they probably they won't be able to attend bushwick mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. they're like i want to see you perform so maybe i could sneak them in for like an 30 minutes so they mm-hmm. could see my show but it's cool i love to bring down my family you know and kind of just like have them there you know yeah i think that's beautiful you know it's just it's like the like the amount of support that you have from your family and just how much a part of your of your life and that you know like your business also it's it's really beautiful inspiring i think and i i I really believe that people could really um learn from that you know because it's it's so important to have that around you it's yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wish one day my mom will be able to come but she you know she's a little malita so you know really hard for her to get up here but one day one day she'll come maybe you'll bring it to her Exactly right. <laughs> Bushwick, Bushwick, San Antonio. Oh my God, that's goals. I would love to do that. Imagine Horachata's homecoming. That <laughs> I know, right? That would give be. Me, give me all the tacos. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I think that would be a really cute event. I right? want. I want to go to that. <laughs> oh my God, for sure. <laughs> um, have y'all so... ever been to Texas? No, no, no. Y'all I have would, not yet. Y'all would love San Antonio so much because it is truly a really good city i mean yeah. from what we've heard from you and what we've heard from Kesa, like yeah we've heard a lot from her just specifically oh, about yeah. the food it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah the food is next level <laughs> <sighs> see and that's just it. like if there's good food everything else is fine right like oh. it will all be good as long as you can eat well because that's and, it, and it's something that you can't find in new york is mm-hmm. Tex- mexican food like yeah. tex-mex whatever mm. It just made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, right? Now I want some chalupas. Oh, mm. 
<laughs> well, just like, you know, a week and a half more and we can have your brother's tacos. So oh, that I, is... That's totally true, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the way you said that is just... Have wow. her brother's tacos? Yeah. I, <laughs> so I know you didn't hear it when you said it, so I'm going to isolate oh it and then turn it into a ringtone, and then you'll hear it in a different way. Just, oh just so God. you understand. I just want you to understand that. Um, we're going to take another quick break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that we're obsessed with. So stick around. We'll be right back. Yay. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and it's time to talk about some stuff we're obsessed with. Yes. Um, so as we usually do, we talk about something, whether it's a song, a movie, a TV show, a book that, um, we either really like or that a bunch of people have been talking about and then you experience it and you're like, yeah, it wasn't as good as everybody else said it was. (laughs) So since (laughs) Horachata, since you're our guest, we figured we would ask, do you have something that you would like to talk about? Oh my goodness. What can we talk about? Oh, I don't. Oh my god, I should have thought about this. So, um, have you seen the movie Hereditary? No, but I don't like things that are mind fucking, so I will never see that movie. <laughs> oh, and it really is. Yeah, stay far away. Um, it's like it's. I hear it's like kind of like Black Mirror. So no. we've only seen one episode of Black Mirror, but from that one episode, it sounds close. Yeah, yeah, and that's. It's just something that's going to make me think mm-hmm. about, like, really think about things. Because I'm already, like, a crazy person. I'm like, I don't need to be thinking about other You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I probably won't see that movie. It's, um, well, my experience of it was, because one of our friends watched it and said that it, like, broke him. Like, the movie broke him and it made him question everything. And, like, if you're not afraid of your mother now... If you watch that movie, you will not trust your mother, your grandmother, your aunt, anybody, oh my any woman in your family, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I mean, it's a horror movie, but I think it's more like a commentary on how yeah. like mental illness and like, you know, like weird habits that get passed down in families, yeah. like how those things like permanent and, and, and how they just continue becoming more toxic if, if untreated and unaddressed, you know? And I mean, it focuses on a white family and I just feel like white people always like push things under the rug and they don't talk Mm -hmm. about things because like in my family, we argued about everything, right? Like everything was on the table and there's such a, 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 like a, uh, an an uncomfortable amount of restraint in in this movie about the things that they will and won't talk about. Anyway, that's just how I took it. But I'm also like a little unhinged when it comes to things like that. So I look for, you know, um, get out. Did you see that? Okay, yes. so I 
that was kind of cool, right? Like, I mean, that that was kind of a brilliant movie. Absolutely. But the whole the whole like stirring the thing, I was getting so much anxiety just from watching that movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, I feel fucking crazy because I was like, oh my god, I'm like now I'm possessed or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the sunken place. Yeah. And um, then my friends will tap was my my friends will tap the thing and they'll be like, I'm like, stop tapping the fucking mug. Like you're freaking me out. <laughs> and I grew up with that sound because that's how my grandmother would stir her coffee. Mm-hmm. Like you oh just, you, you know, you'd have to hit the, the, like the mug or whatever. It just was never ending. So it was a bit triggering. It was like stir, stir, stir. Ding, 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 ding. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 You know, like, like, oh. you know, shake off your spoon or whatever. Yeah. yeah but the, these movies that really like, they they just make you question things, you know, and th- and that's how I felt Hereditary was. It was just a very strange experience. And that little girl who tongue pops, Alyssa Edwards' daughter. That's like, what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. She's there's going- a there's a little girl in the movie who, when she's doing something, she just starts tongue popping, and it's oh, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's how you know that some shit is gonna go down when you that's- hear that tongue pop. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there she goes. There it is. <laughs> Boogaboo. Um. <laughs> Gag. I, okay, so I'm not, I, we, you can't, so th- this is one of those types of movies where you can't give away what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if I were to give it away, if you tried to watch it, you would probably be like bored, I guess. I don't know. Um, so the first time we tried to watch it on Saturday night, I was really stoned and I fell asleep several times. Um, and so Daniel was like, you miss this and this and this. And I was like, this movie sucks. Like, whatever, I'm going to sleep. And then, um, the next, so the next day I was like, all right, you said I missed this moment. Let's find that moment. Let's find that moment. And it was a completely different movie, but I don't accept it as a horror movie for some reason, because it's not truly scary to me, to me. And that's what I've heard the same thing. It's really a scary movie. It's just kind of almost like a thriller maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just because I up. love, I mean, I love horror movies, but I just don't like movies that are going to fuck with your mind. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, oh my goodness. Selena. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> I'm like that monster, Yolanda. <laughs> oh my God, Yolanda. No. Let me see. Mm. Oh, you know, I just saw um, A Quiet Place. Oh, bitch. That movie. That Ooh. was, that was kind of cool. I mean, um, did you guys see that? Yes. So, did you see a quiet place in the movie theaters? I saw it in my house. She okay. got she got files. Okay. <laughs> did you watch it alone? I watched it with my boyfriend. Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. good. Did you feel weird because we watched it with our friends in our apartment? Yeah. Did you feel like Did you feel like pressure to talk? Maybe. No, and not at all. It kind of reminded me of. Um, what is it? Science? It's kind Ooh. of like a really like slow, and I love those kind of movies. Like mm-hmm. something that's really slow, but like that's just gonna pop out of nowhere. Like that is something that I love. Mm-hmm. And anything to do with like the world ending, because I just think that we're all gonna die one day in the world, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like <laughs> I just love anything True. that has to do with that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that that movie was not good for me. I I'm a very um like. If you're in the same room with me, I will get scared if you speak. So <laughs> those things like popping out of nowhere and the fact that like it's 
completely silent and like if you go boo you'll die i i just couldn't handle it like i was screaming every 10 minutes every time a creature like oh my god came out of nowhere because i no 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 ma'am i hope there's a part two because then they find out how to kill them you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i just like want to see what's gonna happen yeah (laughs) i'm sure they're gonna make a sequel to it um but that was the thing i mean yes the movie was scary and it was really really good but the fact that it was so quiet it it made me feel pressure i was like we have to talk to break this silence there's too much like there's too much much tension like we need Uh to just break it for one quick second and then go back to the movie maybe and uh, it just it made me uncomfortable and then there's that one part where they listen to some music and then it's like all of a sudden like all this music is playing because they're in their headphones i think that was kind of cool because it's like silent but then there's like boom all this music Mm -hmm. I, i think it was really well made it was great but that particular scene i was like bitch take your headphones off don't let your guard down like yeah just it made me very it gave me a lot of anxiety (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's funny because i love that movie and the other ones i don't (laughs) makes sense Um, so the one thing I was going to say, cause normally we talk about like two different things. So insecure is back. It's one of my favorite shows. One of our favorite shows, I mm. should say. Um, and, um, do you watch insecure? I have not watched insecure. It's one of our favorite shows. Oh my God. I need to get, like, I have not been watching any really shows lately. It's such a good show. It's anxiety inducing sometimes though, <laughs> just cause you're like, oh, I know this person. Like the, you know, the behaviors. I wouldn't say anxiety. So my thing is that there's a character in the show that I think what she's about to say, and it happens every time. And we just rewatched the first two seasons. And I was just like, I forget what my, I reacted. And then the character reacted the exact same way. And I'm just like, I keep forgetting that I'm Kelly. Like I'm always her. Um, But um, yeah, so it's back. And I want everyone to watch it because I heard that the ratings went down and that does not make me happy at all because this show oh, needs no. to be on until the end of time. It's my favorite. Yeah. I love Issa Rae. Like, she's just so talented. Um, this show is actually, um, it's, I don't know if it's inspired by or, how, or what word you would use for it, but Issa Rae had a YouTube series called The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. And... Um, it was, um, it was so good in its first season that it caught the attention of Pharrell who put some money behind it. And so like season two of it was like, you know, it had a little bit of a glow up and, um, anyway, if you haven't watched that, if you're a fan of Insecure, you should check out the misadventures of awkward black girl on YouTube. It's really, really funny. And you see a lot of the, um, a lot of similarities in terms of the storylines there. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted to remind everybody that Insecure is back and we love it. And you should watch it. <laughs> Yay. And well, you rem- I will definitely start watching that. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. I promise. Um, um, do you want to in- introduce? Yes. Attitude so and gratitude? our uh, final segment is going to be attitude and gratitude. It's where we talk about one thing that we, you know, are, I guess like, that that we're bothered by. Yep. Right. And then one thing that we're thankful for. Um, and so I'm going to start out with my attitude being Gmail. Um, and I don't like how Gmail is playing tricks with me lately and is putting things into my iCal that I'm not telling her to. 
I don't like it. I'm starting to develop like conspiracy theories because of it, because I am way too neurotic about my calendar and how I put things in to have like mystery things that she finds in my Gmail. And it's just like, here, let me note this down for you because she messes up all my appointments. So that's my attitude. Um, and please stop doing that. Gmail and I tell. Um, <laughs> Uh, like it's just so frustrating and then my gratitude is just that i'm about to start a new job in like less than a week maybe at this point and i'm very excited um because i'm moving out of the nonprofit sector into the for-profit sector um yeah so i'm just i'm thankful i'm thankful for the the job gods and all those people up there who um have just graced me with this new opportunity so Yay. Yeah, that's my gratitude. The man upstairs, the lightning's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my attitude is uh, shout out to imposter syndrome. Um, I am trying to be creative lately in several different areas because I figured why not? Um, I forget what I was listening to, but someone was talking about how mediocrity is like the main source of a lot of our entertainment lately. And I know that I'm not mediocre, so I'm going to try and be a little more creative lately. But imposter syndrome has shown up at my door more than once recently. And um, I would like for her to um, go back to wherever she came from. Uh, imposter syndrome is a man. Okay. <laughs> so he needs to go home. That's all. We're going to call him oh. Roger, and I'm going to tell him, Roger, go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, my gratitude goes out to Thalia's Instagram stories because they bring me so much joy. Um, have you have you seen Thalia's Instagram stories? Do you follow her on Instagram? No, I haven't seen anything. I need to follow her. I love her. It is the Instagram version of like sunshine in a bottle. She is just so impossibly like positive about everything. Yeah. And just fun. Like, it is literally her, like, I think last week she spent the entire week going through, um, I think they're they're doing, so her new song is No Me Acuerdo, and there's, somebody's doing, like, a challenge. Like, they're doing, like, a No Me Acuerdo challenge where, like, they're little kids doing the song and, like, oh my you know, God. all kinds of stuff. And so she spent, like, a while going through all of them and then, like, reposting them or, like, posting her watching them, laughing at them and all of this stuff. It's just like really it's like silly, but it's really fun and really uplifting to watch. Um, So I just I really, really enjoy like when I see her avatar pop up, I'm just like, yes, skip all the rest of these people. Let's go straight to Daria. (laughs) She just makes me feel so happy. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So check out if you're not following Talia on Instagram, like what are you doing with your life? Like exactly. follow her on Instagram. She has a piñata <laughs> in her image. Oh my god, yes. Does that, she? Yeah, Tanya Matola gave her a piñata that was her for her oh. birthday on a boat. I'm just saying, it's amazing. I thought you meant <laughs> that her avatar on Instagram is a piñata and like it's not. No. It's definitely not. It was not. like a full body piñata with like little fringe pants and everything. It was amazing. Oh my god, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely a good time. I don't know how I feel about her being married to Tommy Matola, but that's another story. We don't talk about that. No. No. <clears throat> oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. It's fucking weird, right? Like it's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. And I know that we talked about him earlier real quick, but I just want to give an extra special shout out to Richard from Remezcla and the Song Mess podcast. 
Like we read a lot of your words for this interview and we really appreciate your work and we wish you were coming to Bushwick this year, but we know that you moved to Mexico City. She's um, a Mexico City girl. Yeah, yeah, she's living her best life in Mexico City right now. So That's amazing. Shout out to her. And well, I'm I'll be there in two months, girl. I'll see you soon. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, with that, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for doing this with us, Horchata. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and uh, repeat again any gigs that you have coming up? Okay, so this Friday we okay, so this Friday I have Razor Five Thousand at Secret Project Robot. Um, Saturday, I'm at Yes Mama. First Saturdays of the month, I'm at Yes Mama at Come On Everybody in Bedside, a Latina X party. Uh, third Saturdays is BQ, which is at Little Field. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, then Labor Day Sunday is Bushwig Warm Up. That's all I have, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And of course, there's Bushwig coming up on. What was that? Say that again. There's Bushwig coming up on September. Oh, and then of course September. Yeah, hello. (laughs) That (laughs) whole thing. Um, Yeah, September eighth and ninth. Catch me at Bushwig Festival. (laughs) Uh, And we'll be you know we'll be posting um, the links to buy tickets and everything on our website. If you miss Bushwig, we just can't forgive you. I'm sorry. Like you have to come if you're in New York and you love drag and good food and everything mm-hmm. in between. You must come to Bushwig. It's yes, mandatory. Honey. There's really something for everybody. There's shows. Mm-hmm. There's shopping. There's food. Mm-hmm. There's kikiing. The whole thing. You know, a dark room if you're into that. Who isn't? And then if you can tell our listeners your social media links, that'd be great. You could find me on Instagram, Horachata NYC, and Facebook, Maddie Horachata. <laughs> and I don't use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. we're Grizzly Keycan. Everything that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can follow us there. Send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next, next Friday. Friday.